If you know me, you know I'm a huge fan of people telling their story, betting themselves to open up and share their struggles, share their challenges with somebody who's willing to listen. And not only listen, but really be there as a support. If you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed, today's sponsor, BetterHelp, is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. Talk to your therapist in a private, online environment at your convenience. There's a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000 plus therapist network that gives you access to help that may not be available in your area. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Then you schedule secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages and everything you share is completely confidential. You can request a new therapist at no additional charge anytime. Join the 3 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash DDBN. That's BetterHelp.com slash DDBN. Many of us instinctively know the effects of music on our mood and energy. That's why we'll put on Eye of the Tiger to help us through the intense workout or listen to weepy love songs after a breakup. Perhaps you have a Spotify playlist for certain occasions or just enjoy listening to your favorite songs as part of your everyday life. Either way, your music listening habits can actually contribute to your overall health and wellness. In fact, music has many benefits for your body, mind, and soul. It can improve learning, concentration, and memory. It can also boost your mental fitness, enhance physical performance, and reduce pain. So, for the final episode of this season, let's explore the benefits of listening to music for your brain, body, and mental health, and so much more. I'm your host, JD, and this is a story of music. Listening to music can be entertaining, and there is some research that suggests that it might even make you healthier. Music can be a source of pleasure and contentment, but there are many other psychological benefits as well. For many of us, the notion that music can influence your thoughts, feelings, and behavior 
probably doesn't come as much of a surprise. If you've ever felt pumped up while listening to your favorite fast-paced rock anthem or been moved to tears by a tender live performance, then you easily understand the power of music to impact moods and even inspire action. The psychological effects of music can be powerful and wide-ranging. Music therapy is an intervention sometimes used to promote emotional health, help patients cope with stress, and boost psychological well-being. There's some research that says that your taste in music can provide insight into different aspects of your personality. So I want to take a moment and explore the benefits of listening to music for your overall health. And just to be clear, it doesn't mean that music is medicine. It doesn't mean that it's going to solve all your problems. It doesn't mean that it's necessarily going to do anything for you at all. But it's always good to know that you have other tools in your arsenal in order to ease your mind, relax your your spirits, and give you a better path towards happiness. All of our human senses, including hearing, are processed by the brain. Keeping the brain active by stimulating it in a variety of ways can protect brain health, particularly as we get older. That's why listening to music is one of the activities that can have a positive effect on brain health. So let's take a look, closer look at how music affects the brain and helps to keep it young and healthy. For starters, it no doubt stimulates most of the areas of your brain. Music activates almost all of your brain's different regions and networks. It also strengthens connections between different parts of the brain, parts that are responsible for emotions, memory, learning, well-being, quality of life, and even movement. In fact, the only other activity that activates as many brain regions as music is taking part in social interactions. It also strengthens learning, memory, and cognition. According to a study on the effects of music on cognitive skills, listening to soft background music may improve your cognition. In the study, students were asked to complete cognitive tasks with and without music. Those with the background music completed more tasks and got more answers right. There's a caveat, though, of course. Researchers believe the type of music is important and recommended relaxing music, such as classical or smooth jazz. Other studies have found that listening to enjoyable music can improve memory and learning. It's probably because music's repetitive nature helps our brains to form patterns that improve our memories. Not everyone finds it useful to listen to music, though, while studying or trying to retain information, but there's a lot of people that do. I'm one of those examples that is someone that loves music, could listen to it every day of every genre, nonstop. But when it comes to doing work, when it comes to studying, when it comes to thinking in general, I can't listen to music. I can't have even the quietest of background because my mind focuses solely on that. So don't be afraid to admit that music doesn't do that for you when you're trying to study or learn. There's still many other ways to increase your cognition. The extent to which it helps depends on several factors, too. These include how much you like the music, how much music, how much musically trained you are. People with music training are more likely to find music distracting. It also helps your brain age gracefully. I know it's an easy and beautiful way of just saying you're getting older, but music can also form part of the treatment for conditions such as Alzheimer's disease and other forms of dementia. Older adults living with such conditions often benefit from music therapy. Music can help people living with dementia by improving their cognition, helping them recover lost memories. It's no surprise that it also boosts your creativity. As humans, 
creativity is one of our greatest assets. Not only does it allow us to create art, but also helps with problem solving and creating better products and services. This makes it a core competency in almost any role. According to one study, listening to happy music, such as arousing or uplifting classical music, can enhance your creativity. Now for the best part. The benefits of music on our mental health. We all know music affects our mood, whether that's putting on Happy by Pharrell Williams when you need a pick-me-up, or maybe you have a, a power song that gets you pumped up whenever you have an important meeting or job interview. The music can go even further than giving you a more positive mental attitude. It's also a great way to support your mental fitness. So let's look at four ways that you can boost your mental health by using music. First off, it helps regulate your mood. When you listen to music, the levels of stress hormones, cortisol, drop. It also gives you a boost of dopamine, the reward hormone, which can help to elevate your mood. Therefore, listening to happy music regularly can help you regulate your brain chemistry. This can help you maintain greater mental and emotional balance. Many of us have felt the effects of music on stress. In fact, music has been shown to reduce stress. Regulating your cortisol levels with music can help relieve that and make you feel more grounded. There are different types of stress, including acute stress and chronic stress. Depending on the situation, a certain amount of acute stress can be beneficial as it helps you to deal with the problem at hand. Stress becomes a problem, though, when it becomes chronic. Chronic stress causes hormonal imbalances. This can lead to headaches, insomnia, and other physical symptoms. Listening to music on a regular basis can relieve acute stress, which can prevent it from turning into chronic stress. And while we're on the topic of stress, hand-in-hand goes anxiety and depression, and it's been shown that music can relieve that as well. Anxiety affects around 40 million adults in the U.S. Around half of those also suffer from depression. If you're one of them, you might want to consider adding music as a, a complement to any medical treatments prescribed by your doctor. That's because listening to music releases dopamine. That's the hormone that activates your brain's reward and pleasure centers. Getting a regular dopamine hit can help relieve symptoms of depression and anxiety. Notice, I said the word relieve. I don't mean that it solves it. it doesn't mean it takes away. Manage, relieve. And that's sometimes the best that we can hope for. And that's a beautiful thing. It also can increase our motivation. As we mentioned before, there's no doubt that you feel you felt that at some point in your life when it comes to music. In one study, researchers wanted to test the effect of music on the motivation levels of cyclists on static bikes. To do this, they changed the tempo of the music without the participants' knowledge. When they increased the tempo by 10%, the cyclist's performance increased in terms of distance, pedaling speed, and power exerted. Decreasing the speed of the music by 10% obviously had the opposite effect, which means that the higher tempo music increased their motivation. The benefits of music on health doesn't stop at your brain though. Music can also support your physical health. To begin, it keeps your heart healthy. Research has shown that listening to relaxing music can slow your heart rate, lower your blood pressure, which helps keep your heart healthy as blood can flow more freely. In fact, one study even found that music therapy could make blood pressure medication even more effective. 
Music has been shown to boost your immune system. We know by now that listening to music can help relieve stress and induce states of relaxation by regulating our hormones. Those stress hormones, though, can wreak havoc on our immunity. Think about how often you get sick following a period of stress. But managing your stress levels through music regulates those hormones, which helps your immune system function at its optimal level. One of my favorite benefits when it comes to the physical end of everything is that it improves your sleep quality. Many people are instinctively aware of the relaxing power of music. Perhaps you already use music to help you fall asleep or manage insomnia, and if so, you're not alone. One study found that listening to classical music before bed helps students sleep better than those who listen to an audiobook or nothing, which means music can form part of a sleep hygiene routine. The type of music that's most relaxing for you depends on your musical tastes. However, some music is designed for deep relaxation using specific frequencies and binaural beats. Music can even ease our pain. Multiple studies have found that listening to music can help people feel less pain. For example, after surgery or in geriatric care. This might be because it gives the patient's brain another stimulus to focus on, helping to distract them from the pain. It's even been found to help you eat less. And I know, that sounds crazy. Listening to music can affect how much food you eat. In one study, researchers found that people eating in a fast food restaurant with soothing music in the background and soft lighting ate 18% less calories than the control group. Conversely, another study found that listening to fast music increases the speed with which people eat. This means music can support people who want to learn mindful eating, or intuitive eating. And lastly, it regulates our nervous system. Your nervous system has two main settings, fight or flight, and rest and digest. Only one can be activated at a time. The fight or flight response is designed to come online when we face difficult situations. Once the stressor is passed, the nervous system switches back to rest and digest, and it's the default setting. But our stressful lives can tip that delicate balance and flood your body with too many stress hormones. Listening to music can activate the rest and digest response by decreasing stress hormones and releasing reward and relaxation hormones. For too long, many people have silently battled mental health issues, putting on a happy face for the rest of the world. Here we are, though, talking about the benefits of music for our own mental health. But one group of people that are putting on a happy face for the rest of us includes musicians. In a 2018 study from the Music Industry Research Association, 50% of musicians reported battling symptoms of depression, compared with less than 25% of the general adult population. Nearly 12% reported having suicidal thoughts, nearly four times the general population. According to a a 2019 study published by Swedish digital distribution platform Record Union, the numbers are even starker. It found that 73% of independent musicians have battled stress, anxiety, and depression. As album sales continue to fall and record labels and digital distributors gobble up the majority of streaming revenue, artists essentially have no choice but to tour more and more. We've hit a tipping point where people who work in our industry, artists as well as crew, are commodity, says Warped Tour founder Kevin Lehman. 
who at the same time is a professor at the University of Southern California's music school and a longtime mental health advocate. People are working twice as hard, he said, to stay in the same spot they used to be. The pressures are ratcheted up. Aside from financial instability, all kinds of stressors accompany this literal gig economy. Loneliness, being surrounded by drugs and alcohol, strain on relationships, poor sleeping and eating habits, lack of access to quality health insurance and care, and so on. Creatives in the industry suffer more because their routines are so destabilized, says Dr. Chaim, a Toronto-based clinical psychologist whose private practice focused primarily on performers and touring artists. He says, the intense long hours on the road or in the studio create a challenge in maintaining health routines and healthy relationship routines. Or, as Osborne puts it, it's the perfect collision for a breakdown. While top-tier musicians aren't immune to these problems, they tend to not be the ones hardest hit, at least when it comes to financial and healthcare issues. For every artist that stands on stage, there are 10 to 100 crew members invisible to the public who make that performance tour or album run, says Newman. Those crew members all burn out in the same way as the artists. And there may be even neurological reasons why so many artists struggle with mental health. Centers in the Olympic system that control negative emotion tend to be more heavily located in the right side of the brain. Translation, right brain people, like artists, who can more easily tap into their feelings, tend to have dominance in the side of the brain that creates more negative emotions. We might even say there's a, a predisposition for that. What's more, performing can throw an artist's body systems completely out of whack. With the pressure and rush of the stage, artists are in this ramped-up, sympathetic activation mode. It almost looks like the equivalent of a panic state, except it's being induced by voluntary circumstances. In the past few years, these problems have played out in striking and tragic terms. In 2019 alone, Silver Jew's David Berman, guitarist Neil Castle, Yonder Mountain String Band founder Jeff Austin, and Prodigy singer Keith Flint all died by suicide. In the two years prior to that, rap rapper Mac Miller suffered an accidental drug overdose, and superstar DJ Avicii, Soundgarden's Chris Cornell, and Linkin Park's Chester Bennington all died by suicide. Now, though, the music industry is taking action like never before to address the growing mental health crisis. There's new initiatives popping up from both corporate giants and grassroots organizations. Festivals and benefits being planned to raise awareness of mental health and efforts by record labels and artists to destigmatize mental illness. In recent years, in fact, many musicians have been doing their part to destigmatize mental health issues by opening up about their own struggles. Billie Eilish, the young superstar who's on top of the world professionally, found her newfound fame leading to depression and suicidal thoughts. She told Gail King ahead of the 2020 Grammy Awards that I was so unhappy last year. I was so unhappy and I was so, like, joyless. I don't ever think I would be happy again, she said. I don't want to be too dark, but I genuinely think, think I would, like, make it to, like, 17. 17. 
the legendary Bruce Springsteen in an Esquire article in 2018 said that he had struggled with mental health issues and how he had two emotional breakdowns. Quote, I have come close enough to mental illness where I know I am not completely well myself. He also noted that his father was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia later in life. Ed Sheeran famously quoted saying, I have social anxiety. I hate large groups of people, which is ironic because I play shows for a living. But I just feel claustrophobic and don't like being around too many people. Justin Bieber, the sorry singer who's contrite in a lengthy 2019 Instagram message to his fans apologizing for his wrongdoings, apologizing for his feelings. But he was also honest about his struggle with depression, saying it's hard to get out of bed in the morning when it feels like there's trouble after trouble after trouble, he wrote. You start foreseeing the day through lenses of dread and anticipate another bad day. A cycle of feeling disappointment after disappointment. Sometimes it can even get to the point where you don't even want to live anymore. Where you feel like it's never going to change. And Lady Gaga, someone who always seems to be on top of her game, revealed in a 2016 interview that she suffers from post-traumatic stress disorder. In an open letter on her Born This Way Foundation website, she shared, I have wrestled for some time about when, how, and if I should reveal my diagnosis of PTSD. After five years of searching for the answers to my chronic pain and the change I have felt in my brain, I am finally well enough to tell you. There's a lot of shame attached to mental illness, but it's important that you know there's hope and a chance for recovery. When the idea came about for this episode, I reached out to a lot of you listeners of the show over on Twitter to see what thoughts and impact music has had in your life. So after this short sponsor break, I'm going to introduce you to an amazing listener perspective on music shared by one of the best music podcasts out there. So stick around. host of a music podcast, I actually found this first question to be very interesting, and that's, has music helped your mental health or not? For some, you would think that hosting a podcast on a weekly basis, it's a lot of work and a lot of time goes into it. However, when it's something that's a passion for you, like music is for me, it actually is a release. So talking about music to me helps my mental health in getting through the day-to-day, because to me, music is my release. It is my pastime. It is my hobby, something I'm extremely passionate about and something that brings a lot of joy to my life and to a lot of the memories that I associate with the music I listen to. So to say, has it helped my mental health? I would certainly say yes, 
but it is also something that could be used in many different facets. So music can be used to psych me up if I'm doing a workout. It can be used to calm me down after a workout. It could be used to relax if I'm just listening to jazz and unwinding at the end of the night. It could be something that if I'm in a car ride and I just want to have some fun, I put on some pop punk or 90s hip hop. I can kind of use music to kind of create a soundtrack to what I'm doing. And to me, that just enhances things and makes it better. Certainly, I can also use music as a way to help me out during tougher times to kind of bring me out of a bad place. But I also see how for some people that could be completely different because something that we preach about on Playlist Wars all the time is how subjective music is. So one song that might bring me joy might bring a negative experience to my co-host or to one of the other guests on the show. It's all how we see and resonate with the music. So the beauty in that subjectivity to me is the most fascinating part of this entire discussion. Songs to brighten your spirits. That's kind of a very interesting topic because again, depending on the day, depending on the mood, I can go to various genres for this specific answer. Usually it's pop punk. I love the stuff from the 90s, the Green Days, the Blink-182s, the Newfound Glories, punk cover songs, songs that I already know that are done of punk facet always put a smile on my face. I like going back to early 90s hip-hop, songs that I listened to when I played sports back in high school. I love going back to the early 80s, albums that I listened to with my parents when I was a child growing up. When I was staring at MTV for hours on end, those videos that bring back great memories to me, songs like You Can Call Me Al by Paul Simon and Sledgehammer by Peter Gabriel, those videos are ingrained in my DNA. And when I hear the song, the video pops up into my head and puts a smile on my face. So there's really no go-to music that I have that can be like, what's going to get me in a good mood now? It all depends on the situation I'm in and what I'm in the mood to listen to. Because at the end of the day, I could put on the most depressing song in the world, but if that's what I'm in the mood to listen to and that's going to make me happy at that moment, that's what's going to work for me. And it all depends on that situation at the time. When it comes to songs, when you're feeling upbeat, once again, I can go in several different directions here. The first one I'm going to mention is jam bands. I know that's not something we cover a lot on Playlist Wars, and it's something I would love to cover, but bands like Fish, Mo, Blues Traveler, The Grateful Dead, Widespread Panic, Umphreys McGee. These are bands that are a little bit more complex, but their music is very upbeat, very fun, very trippy, very dancey, and it really puts me in a good mood. There's a, Actually, I have a playlist of songs on my phone that are my favorite jam band tunes. So when I'm in a good mood, I listen to that, and it just kind of elevates my spirits more. If we're in a long car ride and the kids are getting punchy, and we got a couple hours to go, we're on a road trip, I throw in 90s dance music. The kids bop up and down in the back seat of the car. My wife and I reminisce about songs we listened to back in the 90s and puts a smile on our face. Obviously, if What Is Love comes on, I start doing the head bob from A Night at the Roxbury, just being silly and goofy and having fun. And that music always puts a smile on my face. And believe it or not, another one that I listen to when I'm happy is metal music. Yes, Lamb of God, Metallica, Pantera, Slayer. It's upbeat, it's aggressive, but it's stuff I listened to when I played sports. It's stuff I listened to when I worked out. It's the music that I grew up with and is something that is 
kind of ingrained in my DNA. And to me, people can listen to metal and think it's going to put you in an angry place. But for me, it puts me in a happy place. I love the guitar riffs. I love the energy. And it just does it for me, which it might not do it for somebody else. And again, there's that subjectivity and there's the beauty in it. The music that we use on the show was actually one of the easiest decisions we made when we were working on our show's image. Considering the title, Playlist Wars, we wanted to go with something a little bit more heavy, a little more rock-oriented, and the band that I was in in the early 2000s called The Fourth had a song called Left Behind that I was a huge fan of. Now, it's not a song that's available on Spotify or any other place. The band's been broken up for 20 years now, but we're all still great friends, so all it took was a group text saying, hey, boys... I'm working on a podcast and I would love to use left behind as a theme music within seconds. Everybody said they were cool with it. And there we have it. So left behind by the fourth is the theme music you hear at the beginning of every playlist wars episode. This is John from movie loves Unite, And I just want to talk about one of my deepest memories that I ever had. Listen to a song in the nineties and going into the seventh grade and also to moving from Boston over to Mississippi in a rider's truck. And that song is Billy Myers' Kiss the Rain. I remember my uncle and I listening to this song. Every single time it would come on the radio, I kid you not. What we would do is we would actually stop the truck whenever we had a red light. We would actually hang our heads outside of the rider's truck. And we would actually sing the chorus of, hello, how are you doing? Kiss the Rain. And we would do that every single time we would actually see a girl that we thought was attractive. And just to do something for laughs and everything to keep ourselves going after driving from um, Boston all the way to Mississippi. That's just something that I really wanted to share with you guys. This is actually one of my favorite memories I had listening to this song. I hope that you guys wind up listening to it. If you guys don't, hey, that's okay too. And I hope you guys have a great day. When it comes to the poll that you put out, what genre of music do you find yourself turning to the most to support whatever mood you're in? The choices were rock, hip-hop, jazz, and country. And rock won overwhelmingly with over 80% of the votes. And I'm actually not surprised by that in the slightest because rock over the years has pretty much become a catch-all for a lot of subgenres that I've talked about even tonight. Jam bands, punk, hard rock, metal, all kind of fall under the rock category. Even the 80s music I talked about, the Peter Gabriel, the Paul Simon, all fall under rock. Hip-hop is definitely its own genre, as is jazz and country, and I love listening to all of those genres and a few others as well. To me, it all depends on the mood, but I'm actually not surprised at these results at all. And I know it aches, and your heart it breaks, and you can only take so much. Walk on. That is a lyric um, from the song Walk On by U2, and this is the song that uh, evokes a ton of memories for me, um, brings out a lot of emotions. Uh, this song reminds me of my mom. My mom had been, um, my mom had passed away in 2003 and had um, suffered from a long-term illness and had been hospitalized many times. And um, Right around the time before she passed away, um, when she was in the hospital, I would listen to this song um, whenever I'd pull into the parking garage at the hospital. And my mom wanted to um, wanted to bring her children together 
uh, one last time and held on um, to do that. Um, she could have let go. She was in a great deal of pain, couldn't communicate any longer, but um, she wanted to get her children together one last time. And that's my kind of connection to the song, that it's about someone that um, is in a, a situation that is so difficult and tough, but they have more to give. And eventually there just comes a time where they do need to just walk on. And um, so it just reminds me of my mom and thinking about how strong and tough she was and how she was able to kind of go out on terms eventually that she wanted to. Um, so I'll leave you with another song there that kind of encompasses my mom. Um, what you got, they can't deny it, can't sell it or buy it. Um, she had an amazing personality and um, is forever missed by the people that um, loved her and knew her. Uh, thank you for letting me share this memory. Um, take care, everybody. What song brings the strongest memory for me? This is one that, for anyone who's listened to the show, knows I'm going to go with. Anyone that's known me for more than probably 30 seconds knows I'm going to go with this song, and it's going to be no shock to them. But for the people that don't know me, my favorite song of all time is actually a song by Kermit the Frog and the Muppets' Rainbow Connection. It was the first vinyl album I owned, and when the Muppet movie was a big deal when I was three and four, I used to listen to that soundtrack all the time, and I would listen to it with my mom when my father was working late, and I would bring it over to my cousin's house, and I would listen to that, and then they would play their ACDC and Rush albums with me, and I always kind of put the Muppets into my musical education growing up, because Amongst the other music I was listening to from the elders in my life, I was always sprinkling this album in in some way, shape, or form. And that stuck with me. And when I got married, I actually danced with my mother to this song. And those two instances alone always put a smile on my face and will until the day I die. So for me, it's definitely not a song that I think everybody's going to be their immediate go-to favorite song, but between those memories and the memories I have growing up, as well as the memories of me sharing the Muppet movie and the more recent Muppets 2011 film with my kids now and seeing the joy they're getting out of that song, it's a no-brainer. I really appreciate being a part of this episode. I think it's a fascinating, fantastic topic. And I thank you for bringing me on board to kind of share some of my experiences and how music has helped me throughout my life. If you're a fan of music and you want to learn a little bit more about Playlist Wars, you can find out about us at PlaylistWarsPodcast.com. You can also connect with us on Facebook and Twitter at Playlist Wars, as well as on Instagram at Playlist Wars Podcast. If you like the show and you enjoy what we do and you want to support us on an extra level, we also have a Patreon account, which is patreon.com slash Playlist Wars. It was an absolute honor and pleasure to be a part of Dark Days, Bright Nights, and I look forward to collaborating with you again in the future. Music has such a profound impact on many of us. It's one of those universal languages that can pull us all together and allow us to connect in such a beautiful way. 
So thank you for letting me tell the story music with you for the season finale. If you've got a story you want to share, you can do so by heading to the Story Project link in the show notes. Most of all, thanks to you, the listener, for tuning into this brand new show, What's Your Story, and helping me shed some much-needed light on mental illness. If there's something that resonated with you today in today's episode, and I really hope there is, don't hesitate to reach out to me on Twitter or by leaving the show a review. I'll leave the link for both of those in the show notes. And lastly, to stay up to date in all things related to the show and every bit of work that we do involving mental health, take a moment to sign up for the brand new newsletter over on the website at darkdaysbrightnights.org, where you'll get free mental health advice directly to your inbox. Take care of yourself out there and be sure to check in with your friends and family, all of them. Namaste.